0: Welcome to the Marble Sports Worldwide Podcast where we discuss your favorite marble sports. We bring you in-depth analysis of each event across many different marble sports competitions. Catch all the information and drama you want to hear about your favorite players, teams, events, and more right here on the MSW Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marble Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan, and I am very excited to bring you this podcast today because there has been very exciting events. The uh, Marble Olympics opened this past week, week and a half ago, and a lot of exciting events coming at you today. And we're going to talk about many of the teams that were just very surprising, either positively or negatively as we saw some very upsetting moves from some of these teams and some very Marvel Olympics, even history-making moves by some teams that were just very impressive. So we're going to get into all that today, and I'm very excited to. But before we do, I just want to quickly touch on the quality buffs that have uh, been mentioned here in the episode, the title of the episode. First off, you heard the intro, different voice. This, uh, it's not me anymore uh, there's a guy who started to listen to the podcast recently his name is or at least his uh, Twitter is at Coop the Comedian so I guess Cooper might be his name probably and he's a good comedian you can listen to him see if you like him and he uh, got in the Marvel Olympics recently and uh, liked the podcast and he was willing to do the voiceover for the intro so very nice of him to do that for us I think he did a great job, so shout out to him. Also, a few other things. We have an Instagram now, so Podcast, msw underscore podcast is our Instagram, so go check that out. Uh, we have our Discord where the link can be found probably easiest in one of the Twitter posted posts posted by uh, Marble Guy under the handle at GuyMarble host of the creator, uh, creator and host of the podcast. Um, So you can check out the Discord if you'd like. There you can talk marbles, you can talk your opinions. Uh, It's it's an exciting discussion uh, thread. We're gonna get a YouTube soon, so just be on the lookout for that. It's gonna be under MSW Podcast, and the audio is gonna be posted there. If you like listening to the audio there, as opposed to anywhere else, or it's easier for you, or you know someone who is easier for them to do so, then we have that for you as well soon. Uh, New mic, I'm not using that new mic now. I am using a different mic, but not a mic, the new mic I was discussing that was delayed in ordering. I don't know what happened, but it just did not come in. And so the new mic will be coming in soon, expect it in the next one to three episodes. And uh, right now, I hope the quality is at least a little bit better. Uh and we have our new news segment. That's really the final quality buff to speak of. It um it's gonna be coming on here in a minute actually. And we have we had great auditions for that. Many were excited to possibly do that. And we have picked two. Our main guy unfortunately can't make the first news segment because he had a very difficult and uh You know just a just a difficult situation he had to deal with so definitely um, we hope he'll come back I think he will be back um, for the next episode but for now uh, our backup did this one Uh, another both by the way great performers great voices great speakers so definitely respect them the uh, they did a great job so backup or main we're still still getting good quality news Um, So our backup is the creator of the channel Marbles for Autism, so definitely check out his channel as he will be doing this first news segment. So before we head to this news segment, I want to mention one more thing, and that's uh, the possibility of this podcast becoming a definite weekly occurrence as opposed to a possible weekly occurrence. At the moment, it's uh, a guaranteed between one or two weeks after the release of the previous one you'll uh the next episode will be released but um there's enough interest and enough enjoyment then i will actually make it a definitely definite weekly occurrence and so to mess to test that what i'm going to do is starting with this episode right here episode five and and just going pretty much indefinitely if The podcast, if if a certain episode, five or past, ever reaches 500 listens in total, so counting SoundCloud and all the other platforms, then I will make it a weekly podcast. Our first episode has reached between 250 and 300, so I think it's a definite possibility, especially with the Marble Olympics occurring. Um... But I will make this a definite weekly podcast if we reach 500 on a specific episode. And then obviously if the interest continues past, I will continue the definite weekly uploads. And I will definitely mention, should I not be able to make a weekly upload, um, why it wouldn't be the case. So with that being said, let's go to the news.
0: Marble Sports fans, I'm John Ball with the weekly news. This past week marked the beginning of the 2019 Marble Olympics, hosted by the Oceanics at Seven c Stadium. So far, three events have occurred. The underwater race, the funnel spin, and balancing. In the underwater race, the Savage Speeders took the gold, followed by a rookie team, the Green Ducks, with silver. And the Chocolatiers, a veteran team, taking bronze. The Hazers and the Raspberry Racers rounded out the top five with fourth and fifth respectively. The O'Rangers and Oceanics both surprised everyone with very low-quality performances ending in the bottom third of the standings. The final spin event brought about two unexpected occurrences, firstly, the Savage Speeders being the first team ever to take gold in two consecutive events in Marble Olympics history. Second, during heat two of the first round, Clementin of the O'Rangers got stuck at the beginning of the track right near the starting gate. On top of the disappointment and surprise of the fans, many debated whether the race should have been restarted. This prompted the re- release of the Marble Olympics rulebook, which details the rules regarding the events. Clementin was only mildly injured and recovered in time for Event 3. Also, the Oceanics have another disappointing finish in this event, taking 15th place. Hazers continue their good performances, taking the gold in balancing Event 3. Many are excited about this newer team performing so well. Savage Speeders end their gold streak, putting up a solid 7th place. Usual middle of the pack teams, the Thunderbolts and the Crazy Cat's Eyes, win the silver and bronze medals respectively, with the Green Ducks and Team Galactic rounding out the top 5 with 4th and 5th. Yet again, the Arrangers and Oceanics perform quite poorly and will have a lot of work to do if they want to move up in the standings. Event 3 also featured three new records by the top three placing teams, 351, 408, and a 438 set by the gold medalists the Hazers. The previous record was set by the Royal Rollers in 2016 with 370, 347 points. As for the general standings, the Savage Speeders hold first place with 59 points. Hazers are only seven points back in second with 52. Thunderbolts and the Green Ducks are tied for third with 41 points each. Oceanics have, disappointingly having have only 12 points after these first three events in 13th. However, the O'Rangers are the biggest upset, tying the Jungle Jumpers in 14th place with only 9 points. Upcoming events include the Gravitrax Quartet Slalom for Event 4 and the Triathlon for Event 5. And Fantasy Team Picking will open again after Event 6. That's the news for the week. Now back to Brendan and the MSW Podcast.
1: fantasy teams guys fantasy teams gotta make your picks i hope you have already done that for the events four five and six uh, round but after event six it opens up again and then after eight ten twelve and fourteen so just be aware of that and make sure you make your picks because uh the marble olympics is moving quite fast Two events per week, it seems to be so far, and seems to be continuing in that manner. So make your picks. Make sure you make them. You got to get those points. But um, yeah, I made my picks. Not going to talk about my picks for 4, 5, and 6 this episode. And we'll talk about them next episode, when they fail or not fail. I think they will do all right. At least. I mean, I know they won't. I don't think they'll be that bad. I think I have a good chance of uh, pulling some good points there. I know who I did not pick. I can tell you who I did not pick. I did not pick the Arrangers. I definitely did not pick the Arrangers. or of the Oceanics. They were one of my first picks. And they are, not, they are definitely not being picked. Or weren't picked. I've never seen a more disappointing and unexpected performance from two top-performing teams. I mean, Oceanics is, is, is you know, definitely disappointing. As the hosts, as a team that usually does quite well, as a team who won the friendly round and has been practicing a lot, to come out and perform as terrible as they did was just unbelievable. It's amazing. I mean, we're talking, ooh, what did they, oh man, that that event was a week and a half ago. The underwater race, they were eliminated first, and I think they were eliminated in the first round, and I think placed definitely bottom four with with their just terrible performance. I mean, I remember the event. I remember the end of that event, of their heat. They were they were erasing. And they were against Balls of Chaos. Well, they were against... I don't really remember the other two teams, but uh, they were right next to Balls of Chaos towards the end. And they were kind of uh, neck and neck, you could say. Or uh, marble and marble. Hmm, I don't know. But they were right next to each other. And either of them could have nudged ahead and continued and got the momentum. Balls of Chaos... Moves over a little bit, taps Oceanics very lightly. Like it wasn't a high-impact crash at all. Oceanics, timidly, unaggressively, disappointingly. Took that tap, got knocked against the wall like a frickin' tornado hit him in the side. Fell back like four inches. Or in the foreigners' cases, 10 centimeters around. I don't I don't know. Maybe more or less around there. And that was it for them. Just by one little tap. It was all over. It was one little tap. A team that always was looked at as a more high-performing team. A team that was beginning to get a lot of respect. A veteran team. A team that's hosting the Marble Olympics. So everyone or at least a lot of fans there are Oceanics fans, and a lot of fans from the Oceanics community are definitely there. And we saw this unaggressive, almost, you know, timid uh, approach to that race. They lost that. I think it was like they got 14th, maybe even even, uh, last, around there. I mean, really, it doesn't matter. It really does not matter. I don't care where you are in the bottom four. If you're the Oceanics and you're in the bottom four, well, you're having a problem. If you want to know exactly what that placement is, uh, well, the new segment said, I think, maybe, did it, hopefully. Or just go look. But you shouldn't look because it's not important. The problem is that that should not have been happening. I mean, that's upsetting. But if you think that's upsetting, then I don't even know what to tell you about the incredibly awful performance of the arrangers. You thought the Oceanics were bad? It is like, I would go even two, three, four times as worse for the Oceanics to do, I mean the arrangers to perform the way they performed. Not not arrangers aren't just a top performing team. They are the top performing team. I thought they were the definite top performing team. I was showed by I was shown by uh, someone else, you know, statistically um, that the Savage Speeders are higher performing than the Arrangers, but the Arrangers definitely top three in performance. And the Rangers have the biggest fan base. They have the most people supporting them. And I know that gives some pressure sometimes. But like some pressure, maybe you decrease your abilities a little bit. But really, I mean, the Rangers were pitiful. Nine points. Nine points after the first three events is all they had. Up up on the pinkies by one. Who we'll have eight. Which is, um, you know, terrible by the way as well. But uh, they have never uh, performed highly. They've always qualified, though. <laughs> They've always qualified. You gotta give them that. But they, uh, they have some work to do. But, I mean, the arrangers. Nine points! I mean... Teams like the Savage Beaters who compete, and usually the O'Rangers compete high, very well with them. And the Rangers crush them in the friendly round. The Savage Beaters got nine points in like one half of an event. That that just, oh, unbelievable. Three events, only nine points. Just pitiful. I mean, the the Oceanics had... 12 points in the first three events, so also pretty bad. But then again, they're not, they don't have the... They have a high reputation and status, but not like the arrangers. And to add to that disappointing showing in the first three events, then you have them not even competing in the final spin. I mean, that, that was... That was it for me when I'm watching the funnel spin. I was enjoying the funnel spin, by the way, and I'll get to why it was very positive for other teams in a little bit. Then all of a sudden I'm told that the arrangers got, got stuck on nothing at the top of the course, on nothing. They didn't get stuck on anything. They came out of the starting gate, starting to win smoothly. They go fall into the track that is sloped and curved very well to guide the marbles and help them roll better so that they can make it through the track. They can, you know, have peak performance. These this is Marble Olympics track, too. So this is elite you know, made track There's not going to it's not going to be very bumpy. It's not going to be, um, you know, uneven. That's like, getting, that's like getting stuck on, like, a, a floor that's been slicked with oil. Go do that. Go, go to a floor and just pour oil all over it. Then walk around it for a while and tell me if you ever get stuck. Ever. You might break a couple of bones. But you won't get stuck. They just got stuck. They just sat there for the whole time it couldn't move I will give him a little bit of slack because there was the injury. So he was injured mildly by the way. So he was a ba- back by event three. So it wasn't a high enough injury that it was, you know, really bad. And you could understand. I mean, if you're mildly injured enough that you're back by event three, which was only a few days later then you are not injured enough that you can't perform in the one chance you get at the funnel spin in the Marble Olympics. Especially a team like Orangers. Big fan base, very, um, uh, ooh. I don't know what word I'm thinking. Resistant team? Oh, God, I can't think of the word. Um, resilient. There we go. Resilient team. A team that wins event after an event performs high event after event and we've seen it over year after year and you just you just get stuck either a mild injury or you're just you're just not able to go down a track that's already sloped slightly downward and and made for your convenience it's definitely upsetting and it's more upsetting because not only is that but if you look at the other two events they look like they didn't even care which I'm going to assume is not true, but like they look like they played, like they literally didn't care. Cause we know what they can do. We know consistently what they can do. This is not like the chocolatiers performing like this because the chocolatiers as a team while being great because they're in the Marble Olympics in the context of the 16 teams in the Marble Olympics. It, it's not a surprise if they did that, you know. It's a little upsetting, but it's not like, not like no way. With the Rangers, it's like no freaking way, no freaking way. As a team like that, because I mean, like let's say they just had the Funnel Spin upset, but then the other two events they killed it. You know, we're placing at least top half, maybe even podium one time. Which, by the way, is I shouldn't even say maybe because, you know, their team who are like the Savage Beaters are almost expected to do that at least once every um, six events. So you have a lot of catching up to do. A lot of catching up to do. But to just, to just see that, I mean, like, like I said, if they had done that, but did well in the other events, then you could have given it a pass. Like, you know what? Mistakes happen. Mistakes don't happen three times. If it happens three times, it's not a mistake anymore. And now, event two. Let's drink some water here. Stay hydrated, folks. Especially out there on the uh, the marble marble uh, f- playing field, unless you're doing a water event. But yeah, lost my train of thought. But. I think what I was saying,
0: hmm.
1: now you're out there on event too. Rangers are out there event too. And if that was their only mishap, then it would have been okay. Because you would have known they were working hard, they were busting their ass, they were competing, and you would have been okay. You still would have been nervous. I'm sure. So, some Rangers fan who would still have flipped out. That's really bad. Last, automatic last place. Not even a time. Not even a finish. I and mean, this just doesn't happen in the final spin. Because there are no bumps there. There are no bumps. There are no blockages. That's the word. There are there aren't obstacles that would you would get stuck on. I mean, wow, the only positive thing I can think of that would come from this, always look for the positives, would be the fact that they released the rule book because people started saying, oh, you should have restarted the event because the Rangers got stuck. Well, no, you shouldn't have because, you know what, they got stuck. They didn't even get stuck. They just didn't move. But um, they, they released a the rule book explaining why the event wasn't restarted, which is one of many rules. But hopefully, one episode we will go through the rule book and discuss the rules. They did a good job of it, though. And the reason that they did not restart is that the arrangers did not get stuck on the starting gate or within the starting gate uh, system, but got stuck on the track itself. Like it was like a sand marble rally and then the marble gets stuck and DNFs. But you don't DNF in the funnel spin. You don't DNF in the funnel spin. So I don't, I don't know what went on there. They're going to have to fix their mental state right now because it's obviously not working out. Three events, three terrible, terrible, disappointing finishes. I mean, they didn't do any better in the balancing. 15th place, tied with the Jungle Jumpers now, overall, um, I think, oh, I'm just going to look it up, I have the information here for you guys, but I just don't look it up, I just talk, I don't want to give any interactive informations. but, um... oh, they got ninth in the balance thing. so you, you got to give them a little bit of credit, but it's still disappointing, <laughs> I mean, they got seven points from their ninth in the balancing, and, uh, which means in the first two events, they got one point. <laughs> two points. Sorry. Two points. Because seven plus two is nine, nine not uh, seven plus one. But two points. Two points in two events. Savage Peter had 50 points in two events. And in, in teams that were good and did not win two gold medals unexpectedly crazily. Have cheated? No, they probably didn't cheat. Like the Green Ducks, 29 points into events. That's like 10, 15 times the points the Rangers got into events and then they did um, somehow pull it together in the balancing. And not because, I mean, as a team they were still doing pretty poorly. I mean, because as I remember, only one marble really made it quite far from the arrangers in the balancing, and the other ones fell off quite quickly. See, so we were looking at, I don't know, 40s, and then someone got like 100. I mean, their score was 226, so yeah, 100 and like 340s, like that makes sense. And I remember one marble got quite far, and the other three dropped off very quickly. The Oceanics pulled something a little bit back together, getting 8th. Still not super impressive, but at least a little bit better in the balancing. Maybe they'll start to climb back up a little bit. Got that top half, that first top half of the Marble Olympics for them. Barely, by the way. 234. Over 30, 34 points back from the 7th place finisher. 8 points. They're at 12 now. Twelve. I mean, just to see this from two normally high-performing teams is just very disappointing and confusing too. Like, especially coming out on the first two three events, you expect them to come out full force, and then later, if they start to falter, if they start to, you know, have a cup of a cup a couple <laughs> a couple of last places. Or like a couple of low places, then you're like, oh well, you know, you can't win them all. But I mean come out, of these first few events, these first simple events, the funnel spin is like all over the place. It's in qualifiers, it's in previous years, it's practiced, one of the most practiced events out there because of the popularity of it. I mean it's also practiced now generally all over Marble Sports, not just Marble Olympics. It is it is one of the biggest Marble sports events. You don't you know, you—that's the event you practice for. You've practiced a lot for the funnel spin. Marble teams all over practice for it. You bet. Marble Olympics teams are practicing for it like crazy. A lot of training needs to go into that event, definitely. And they just put up these terrible performances, both the Oceanics and the O'rangers. The underwater race—I mean, like—I mean, there's no excuse for the Oceanics. I don't know what's going on there, but there's no excuse. It's their turf, it's their home field, and it's they're like one of the few teams who like lives in water. Someone tell me what the hell is going on there. Cause I don't know. Rangers. They're supposed to be good. Balancing, they did a little bit better. But still. These are very like, these are normal events. These are not like the new events. Like, like for example, when surfing comes, you got to cut every team slack, no matter what team it is, how they've been performing, because that is a new event, an unseen event. So that's going to be completely up to not chance, but up to random skill of certain teams. You might see the Jungle Jumpers thrive at surfing, the Savage Beaters, Haters, and the Green Ducks do awful at surfing. Pinkies and Mellow Yellow might round out the top three in surfing. You don't know that. It's a new event. It might work to their strengths as uh, teams. But for three popular, highly practiced events, there is no excuse for the performances of these two teams. Like I said, I did not pick Oceanics, nor did I ever even consider picking Orangers for my fantasy team. And I love those teams. They've been here a long time. They're great teams. I, I, would, I, would, I want to pick some. <laughs> I do. But it's very disappointing. And, and I'd like to hear, if I could, from someone in that organization, a or either of those teams, to tell me what has been going on And what is being done to try to fix it? Because you can't just level out here. A few more events like this, you're going to lose fans aimed at o- uh, O'Rangers. There's a lot of Oceanic fans as well. They, you guys will lose fans if it continues. I mean, the balancing placements should have been close to the lowest that we should have seen from the first three events from these teams. I don't know. Just was very. Unexpected. At least. Confused a lot of other people. People like what is going on? People don't get it. Because this doesn't happen. On the other hand. On the more positive end. Savage Speeders. Wow. 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 Three wows. I'll give them three wows. Savage Beaters won two golds in a row. Totally unexpectedly. That's probably the biggest story. The biggest positive story. I think the arrangers and their situation. And then the rule book coming out. Is is probably the biggest story. From these three events. But positively. The Savage Beaters is that biggest story. They made Marble Olympics history. Winning those first two in a row. Golds. They are. Unexpectedly taking it. I said in the previous podcast. Or at least episode three. That I wasn't picking them that I wasn't thinking they were gonna be the ones coming out on top. I wasn't thinking this was gonna be their year at all. I thought they were gonna be forming close to what the Oceanics were doing now. Based on their friendly round, I knew there was gonna be a lot of practice, but based on the friendly round, I was seeing a seeming lack of team chemistry. I was seeing a seeming lack of the skill that they had in previous years. I didn't think it was happening this year for them. But then they come out just, just you know, completely ruined my prediction and win two events in a row. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset about that. That's amazing. That's crazy. I did not actually pick them for the next one. So very surprisingly, and I'll go into that probably more in the next episode. But uh the reasoning, the short reasoning behind that is that, you know, you win to events, gold. The chances of you continuing to perform that high are low. You might still perform high, but I did go with some other teams that I think are just continuing to improve, improve, improve. And we're going to see even more from in these coming, these coming events. But the Savage Speeders... I mean, they didn't, I didn't even see anything, like... They didn't do anything different. They didn't, like, pull any clever tricks in these events. They just came out there, and they just played like they know how. Um, and they just they just took a wins both times. Just, it was just incredible. The stamina they had in the final split. Every final, every final was, like, seen as a new challenge, a new... Uh, situation to take as opposed to like many marbles which kind of fall through many funnels quite quickly each funnel was a different you know long uh, situation where they could build up a lot of stamina and they did just continuously each funnel and they were they took the first in that I mean the underwater race they were really out in front quite a bit by the end I think got second, second, then first. Their final event, the first they got, they were pretty out in front. It was almost evident from halfway through that they were probably gonna win. The other two events, they just they kept their seconds going, second places going, and kept it, kept it moving. Impressive moves by them. Do I think it's gonna continue? No, I don't. They got seventh in the balancing. Now, balancing doesn't play to their skills. Their skills are more strength and their speed. They have some agility, definitely. But, like, you know, balancing is a very tedious and technical event. That requires more, I mean, agility as well as, like, just, I mean, like it says balance. But, I mean, very technical event, uh, I'm not, I can't find the word of what exactly the skill is here, but it's like um, precision maybe, maybe that's a little bit better, There's the ability to, to keep your whole team for a good length of time, straight and narrow right on that that middle line, it's a difficult event, definitely more difficult than the only one, but it, you've seen it a lot. We have seen it a lot. And it is highly practiced. That's why I'm still very, uh, well, confused about the Oceanics and the O'Rangers performances. Like I said before. But the Savage Beaters, back to them. They got 7th in that. A little bit down from the Golds. They still did pretty well, though. They didn't drop into the bottom half. But they, they, you know, I don't think it's continuing. Then 4, we got the Gravitrax Quartet Slalom. A little bit more... I mean you need some speed but it's a, it's a very twisty event. There's a lot of movement. I think other teams are gonna edge them out on that. It's out, by the way, but you're listening to this now, that event is out and done. I mean also the fifth event, um the triathlon, is gonna be out and done for some people that are listening to this. So just, you know, keep aware it's moving very quickly. I'm gonna keep you updated as much as I can and try to Listen as you know as soon as they come out so you can get the information you want to hear before Events go on. I will make predictions about later events, but I normally Will try to talk mostly about just the teams in general So like if you listen to this and event four is already out. Well, you're still going to get information You're still going to be able to hear about these teams in detail And here you know, Maybe come up with some more opinions about what's going on. So I got some opinions. I don't have all the opinions. No one has all the opinions. I'm just bringing you what I think and what I... Some of what I know. But... You no. Know, I don't recommend the Oceanics or the Rangers as picks. If you pick the Savage Speeders based on their winning. I would not be surprised. and I'm, I'm not against them as a pick. I'm just being careful. But definitely pick them if you think they're going to win. They've been doing great. They break history. I'm just saying, consider the fact that if you, if you make history like that, often you don't continue to make history like that. There's something to keep in mind. Could damn well happen, but don't expect it to. Who am I going to definitely pick next week? Or who I've already picked? <laughs> but who I definitely did pick? The Green Ducks. This is the one pick I will reveal because they. Even though the Savage Beaters took all the glory and the light from what they were, they did, the Green Ducks had an amazing first three events, especially for a rookie team. I mean you see their um, fourth place in event one, pretty good performance in uh, the underwater race. Mm. Nope. Not fourth place. Second place. In event one. Podium finisher. Rookie team coming out getting a silver medal. about Event one. How about that? Event two. They did have a s- seventh place. Funnel spin. Um... They did get 7th. Their lowest placement in the first three events. But actually, I want to stop here for a second and talk about a technique that I saw. You see it from many teams, but I saw it mostly from them. Or oh, at least the most from them. That I, It's just a great technique that I want to touch, now, touch on. And it makes them quite a smart team. The funnel spin. There are two ways. Well, probably a couple more. But two main ways to play the funnel spin. You either be the team that uses the most strength that they can, the most speed that they can to try to maintain stamina in each funnel. Savage Speeders are a great example of this. Hazers are a great example of this. Or, you can play a different way. And this is what we saw from the Green Ducks. And you see it from many teams. But you can play not to be the strength and speedy team, but to siphon momentum from the strength and speed teams. And that's what you saw from the Green Ducks. I would definitely rewatch that event and really focus on the Green Ducks because this is where you're going to see the technique I'm talking about. And to highlight this, watch the first heat. Watch that first heat. I'll tell you what happened. They went into Funnel Four first. They were in last place at that point. They went into Funnel Four first. They left Funnel Four last, which means first place. Might be a little confusing to newcomers to the Funnel Spin, but last in the race itself means first because you want to get the highest time. Just in case you weren't aware, but they came in a funnel four first, and they left funnel four last. That's impressive, especially from a rookie team, because rookie teams often have a little bit of a confidence lack and a a little bit a little bit of timidity that would keep them from being able to perform well against some of the teams like the Savage Beaters, who are coming in with the big strength and the big speed hazers. Um, Other veteran teams, Thunderbolts is a veteran team who underperformed probably in the last couple of years, but, you know, been doing pretty well this year. And they're ones to look out for, by the way. And those are all teams in in that heat that were a little bit, you know, daunting maybe. But they, they didn't care. And so as for the technique they were using, it was interesting because they came into Funnel 4 first, like I said. And every time another marble came in, or many times, probably three or four times during their time in Funnel 4 to make it from first place, um, make it from last place to first place. Every time a new marble would come in, or sometimes, often the green ducks would be nearing that center hole. They would be losing the momentum, they'd be nearing the center hole. New marble comes in, high speed, high momentum. Green ducks and the new marble have a little bit of a collision. A little bit of a knock together. Every time that happened. And even in other funnels and other parts of the race. Not as you know impressive as going in first and leaving last, but other times definitely did happen. Every time. they would take the momentum away, seemingly. They would all of a sudden be the marble that is spinning on the outside of the funnel, look like it just came in, and the other marble would be quite close to the hole or even fall in completely quickly, often. Then all of a sudden, the green ducks just passed someone and gained momentum in the funnel, and now they're, they're back in control there. Did that two or three, four times in funnel four, and that's how they were able to pull off a great feat. They got second in that heat to bring them to the finals. It's a great race but it was just it was quite a skilled move and you see that many times and not only that they also had great stamina. There were a couple times they didn't make the collisions happen because they didn't have the room to and they just kept spinning around Another marbles, some two or like you know, there'll be three marbles in a funnel. Green ducks, nearing that hole. The two marbles on the outside will have a collision, and then one of them will get that elliptical type of orb, uh, orbit, uh, type of spin around that hole. You know, so you'll be, they'll be passing the hole quite near it on some sides, and the green ducks would just be there, and just take that momentum, send that marble right down that hole, and then be back spinning in that funnel again multiple times multiple times it didn't work out quite as well in the second heat which you know I mean that technique is opposed to more of the savage beaters that technique is probably a little bit more reliable but harder to master so as a newer team doing this they're probably gonna take a little bit more time to master that skill or they're gonna guarantee high placements every time but Um. I mean, it's a good skill. The Savage Speeder's way is a little bit less reliable, but easier to master. If you have high strength and high speed, well then, you know, you've mastered it. There's a little more to it than that, but for the most part. But it's a little bit more unreliable because, you know, anything can take down high strength and high speed in the funnel spin because, you know, you could be knocked a little bit and all of a sudden you hit, you're going around that hole and you're in it. You fall down a couple funnels, it doesn't matter what speed you have. All I'm saying here is that the green ducks did something pretty amazing in that. In first, out last, did something similar. At the end of that heat, they kind of they went into funnel 11 first. They came out of funnel 12, second to last, so they, they went from last place to second place, which is, you know, pretty decent as well. Another example of them using the technique, not as, you know crazy as in funnel four, but definitely. Definitely noticeable. Positive. I'm picking them. New coming team. High-performing team. Hard-pressed to see them, you know, start underperforming. Sitting in third right now. Tied with the Thunderbolts at 41. Just under the Savage Speeders. And the other team that I think is even more unnoticed. And probably the most unnoticed high-performing team, the Hazers. Sitting seven points back in second place from the Savage Beaters. They. Podium finished twice. They got a first place in the balancing with the new record. of 438. 438. Beating out two other set new records in that event. Crazy Cat's Eyes come out. Now sit. They now sit in seventh, by the way. Moved up five places with that record. They picked up their first medal, bronze. I also think they could be doing well this year as well. So definitely keep an eye on them. They uh, didn't do great in the first two events, but I think they think you know we might see some good stuff from them later. Good record set by them. Then Thunderbolts come out. They set a record. Now sit in third, like I said before. One silver. Who they silvered in? Um, Balancing as well, but then the Hazers come out with those two records already existing. Amazing run, four thirty eight, beat uh, Thunderbolts by thirty full points in the record. And that was not their only good performance. They rounded out the first event with a third place, I believe. Pretty sure. Can't quite remember. No, no, nope. I lied. Fourth, they got fourth. They got like third in the funnel spin. Yeah. Fourth in the first event. Third in the funnel spin. First in the balancing, and that's quite good numbers to have. Mm. What? Gotta drink water guys. Those are great numbers. Great numbers. 4-3-1. Those are noticeable numbers. Actually, I would rather have their numbers than the Savage Beaters numbers. They had 1-1, one, one, but they also had 7. So, I mean, especially with the closeness that these two teams are, you you could debate that you would rather have the Hazers numbers at this point with four three one. And you could. I don't know. If you want to debate it, come tell me. Bring out the weekly question here. If you want to write in, if you want to call in, if you want to talk, if you want to d- Discord, email, voice message, on Anchor Podcasts, great uh, service about what what teams you think are going to be performing all these next three events highly, and what teams you think are going to start to sink down over these next three events I said the Savage Beaters I shouldn't probably say that, but I think the Savage Beaters are going to not be getting these ones anymore I think the Green Ducks and the Hazers are going to be performing up more again continuously Thunderbolts probably Raspberry Racers Still, I'm not a complete believer yet. They've been performing well. 33, one silver medal. I think they got... What did they get? Oh, they got 14th in ballasting. So Yeah, I'm still a little worried about them. When you start to hit those uh, teams, you know, 11 and on. Start to get a little uh, worried about these teams. It happens to all teams, but still. I'm talking about the top teams right now. So write in. Tell me. What do you think the top teams are going to be? What do you think the bottom teams are going to be? Who knows? But, to me, Hazers are way underlooked. Way underrated. We can talk about an underrated, overrated for the week. I'm kind of not, not really doing this consistently, but just <laughs> throwing out there here are definitely the Hazers. Four three one. I would take those numbers any day. In any situation. four three one. Two podiums, two medals, and a fourth place, and it's great. Green Ducks, what do they have? Four seven two. Not bad. They sit in third. Four seven two is definitely not bad. But I definitely take four three one. It's incredible. But yeah. More events coming up, and I'm very excited for them. I'm in the dark as to what's going to happen here. I mean, the Indigo Stars, new team, they look really good in the qualifiers. I haven't seen anything from them. They're in 12th right now. Chocolatiers, podium finish in the first event, the bronze, but they're only in 11th. Crazy Cat's Eyes, Team Galactic, teams that I picked first round—they're moving right now. Crazy Cat's Eyes went from and from event two to event three, went five places up. Team Galactic has been solidly keeping a sixth place in the standings. I mean, they're they're doing great, but it's very hard to predict what's going to happen sometimes. I won't predict because I don't want to predict. But I will tell you that I will not be picking the Oceanics and the Arrangers. If I had to predict, if I was forced to predict, I would predict the Oceanics and the Arrangers to stay right the hell where they are right now, because I don't, I don't think they're—they don't seem like they're improving really at all. People will argue the eighth and ninth places compared to their previous performances from Event Three show some improvement. Well. For me, not so much. Maybe I'm just being negative, but just it just seems so disappointing the way they've been performing. But I can't predict. Savage Peters might all of a sudden get bottom three three times in a row, and the Oceanics will win three times in a row. You don't know that; it could happen. It really could happen. Now, do we will it? Probably not. But it could. So just keep that in mind. We're going to head to the end of the podcast here. It's been great talking to you guys. I really love having guests on. I love talking to other people about marbles. I want to hear you guys' opinions. Please contact, um, you know, message us here. And we'll talk them. You write an opinion, it will be said. Because we want to know what you think. And your opinion may be a very good opinion. An opinion that I didn't think about that other people didn't think about that needs to be heard. But I'm very excited for the next few events. I I can't wait to watch them. Uh, If you're listening to this, event four is definitely out Event five might be out. Um, So definitely go take a look at those. Tell me how you thought about the new segment, if you want. I'd love messages to hear about how we can improve, or if you even liked it. I think it was great. But we do this for you guys, so we want to hear what you think about that. Um, tell us about what you think about the new intro. I think that guy is great, great voice actor, so we'll see. Wow. Crazy. Some teams did exceptionally bad, some teams did exceptionally good. And we'll have to see where this goes. 13 more events, guys. Anything can happen. Pinkies might all of a sudden click together and start being the new team to talk about. They're 16th right now, but you know what? They have 13 more events to turn their ship around. So don't put it past any team to not be able to do that. With that, guys, we're going to go to our outro song today. We're going to go with a song I do really like. Well, it's Scorpion by the artist Bugerax. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't really, I don't really know how to pronounce it. It's a very weird name. B-U-G-E-R-A-X. However you would pronounce that. Pronounce that in your head and create your own experience. But yeah. See you guys next week and remember 500 listens this will be a definite weekly podcast remember join the discord if you want to get more involved and uh, with that we'll go to scorpion and we'll see you guys next week